Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com code SUPER24. What is your name? Welcome to OK Talk, fans of the spoken word, denizens of the universe. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Clinton, the Red Dragon, the BHC, Tyler Howler, chairman of the board of the Hotel Galvez, as well as the UA escapee. Matt will be along in a moment. Welcome to the Hunter's Moon. 
as it will rise early Sunday morning. By some definitions, it's also a supermoon. Speaking of super moons, rhymes with super typhoon. I think maybe it's just the time and place in which we live that we have to put super in front of a general catastrophe or natural occurring event because, well, as we all know, some people use the word awesome too much. But speaking of super typhoons, the remnants of the super typhoon is currently slamming into the Pacific Northwest and I have some very dear friends in the area I'm worried about I know power has already been an issue but I thought that we would go ahead and check in with OK Talk's official weatherman Frankie McDonald live from the scene from Nova Scotia covering the weather in and around the state of Washington. Frankie, how's it looking out there? Massive storm is headed towards Seattle, Washington on Saturday, October 15, 2016. It's going to bring up to 50 plus millimeters of rain. It's going to bring 100 plus millimeters of rain in some locations. It's going to bring a lot of rain. Winds are going to be very strong. That's going to cause big waves crashing on beaches and shores in west coast of Washington. It's going to bring a lot of rain. Winds are going to be very strong. That's going to cause flooding and lots of puddles in the streets in Seattle, Washington. The same major storms going to hit Tacoma, Washington, Port Angel Slide, Washington, Olympia, Washington, and Bellingham, Washington. It's going to bring a lot of rain. Winds are going to be very strong. There's intense Strong low-pressure system headed towards Vancouver, British Columbia on Saturday, October 15, 2016. People in Seattle, Washington, be prepared. Have your rubble ready, wrinkles ready, wrinkles ready. When the gold side, wear your rain gear, wear your rubble ready, wrinkles keep you dry. Order your pizzas and order your Chinese food. Buy cases, Pepsi, buy cases, Coke. Have your iPads charged, have your iPods charged, have your cell phones charged, have your laptops charged, have your tablets charged, have your trees, you fortunate ready. The same major storm capable of bringing down power lines and snapping tree branches that happen in Seattle, Washington, and the surrounding areas as well. When you go for a walk, don't walk to the puddles. Avoid the puddles when you go for a walk. When you drive the car, don't drive the car to the puddles. Avoid the puddles when you drive the car. Make sure after your flashlights, candles, crank up radio, generators, extra batteries, battery-operated lanterns, and bottled water ready as well. Because the storm is going to be very powerful. That's going to cause power outages in Seattle, Washington, and the surrounding areas on Saturday, October 15, 2016. If you have, if you have anybody live in Seattle, Washington, be prepared for a massive storm on Saturday, October 15, 2016. Take care. Stay safe. Don't get caught in a massive storm. Stay driving safe. to apologize my thoughts are a little off-centered within the last 10 months 
person that I consider a good friend informed me that out of the blue they learned that they had cancer out of the blue mortality is faced not so much as upset by the news because though it depresses me I also know that this person is strong enough and smart enough to maximize whatever that news really means as I hope that we all will realize we got today nothing's promised all that business you know it's so simple but sometimes we have to remind ourselves I was really kind of shocked that it was brought up I myself have recently had some reasons to look death or the other side in the face and a lot of that has come from the stuff that we've played out on the show so what I want to do is welcome you to the first and at least a one part series to our Halloween 2016 run as I was mentioning it's the end of the beginning of the beginning of the end of a lunar cycle the hunter's moon coined with that moniker because of course it's the time of the year when deer and other prey of the forest fatten themselves and hunters gather preparing for the long winter What's amazing is that this full moon will also take place when the moon is at its closest point to the Earth in the 27th day of its lunar orbit. And some people define this type of full moon as a supermoon. It might come as a shock to you, though. Supermoon is not a scientific term. I get the old farmer's almanac mailed to me every year. I know how jealous you are. I love the old almanac for many reasons, but it also kind of gives a little history to some of this stuff and refers to the travel moon or the dying grass moon as farmers traditionally harvest their fields in late September, early October. The dying grass moon. It's original. Here's the beautiful thing. Since the full moon of October falls mid-month, October's new moon will rise October 30th, just in time for Halloween. At this time, I feel compelled to warn you, some of what you are about to hear is disturbing, graphic in nature. It's our time of the year. This always feels like the new birth to me. And it means that on a lot of levels this year, And in saying that, it's been an incredible year. And whether or not you're listening to us for the first time right now, or you've been with us since the beginning, or you picked up somewhere along the way, I want you to know that I appreciate it. And I hope that you can feel, just from me to you, you can feel that too, right? 
We're on the verge of something. I'm glad you're along for the ride. You're listening to OK Talk. It's so scary, we dare you to see The Monsters Crash the Pajama Party, the first movie ever filmed in horror vision, Hollywood's latest miracle. You'll scream as fiendish movie monsters actually become alive, then crash right out of the screen, go into the audience, and carry screaming girls from their seats right back into the picture to become part of the movie. We warn you, horror vision is not 3D. The movie monsters become real flesh and blood. Be sure to see The Monsters Crash the Pajama Party in horror vision and color. The history of America is full of stories of families, pioneers who struck out into the wild to make their living on their own, to raise their family and build community. But as one legend claims, there could be more to fear than they first realize. John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to Robertson County, Tennessee, in the area that would one day become Adams, Tennessee. Adams, Tennessee, which is along Highway 41 near the Kentucky border. Tennessee had just become a state a few years prior. Now, Bell eventually scooped up more than 300 acres near the Red River and planted crops and raised livestock, and did so for about 13 years. But that all changed in 1817, following the discovery of a curious animal. Bell would describe it as having the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. It was found among the cornrows on the family farm. And Bell did what any farmer would do when faced with such an abomination. He shot at it several times. The creature took off, and Bell went about his day until dinner, when began a legend that would survive for centuries, a haunting that would merge the family name and superstition of the time, the Bell Witch. Now, it's a bit of a misnomer. There's no legend that a flesh-and-blood witch was stalking the Bell family, and the activity around the farm consisted mostly of what we would consider to be that of a poltergeist. That evening, the family began to hear knocking on the outside of the home, and similar activity would follow, scratching along the walls, the sounds of rats gnawing and chains dragging through the halls, covers flung from the beds. However, that's not to say the entity wasn't human, nor a woman. Despite 
claiming many names, one most commonly referred to was Kate, and many thought that to be Kate Batts, a neighbor that reportedly cursed John Bell on her deathbed, upset about a land deal. And the witch made it clear that she was out to get John Bell. She would curse him nearly daily, and Bell's health declined until late December 1820, when finally he passed away. A small vial of liquid was found in the cupboard after his death, the witch claiming she had dosed the farmer with it the night before. A test on the family cat proved it to be deadly. Attendees of the funeral claimed the witch laughed and sang until everyone had left the graveyard. The witch also held a fascination with one of Bell's daughters. Betsy Bell was engaged to marry a local man named Joshua Gardner, but the witch warned her against it and would pursue the couple no matter where they went. Betsy was also frequently scratched. Eventually, the couple broke off the engagement in the spring of 21, and the witch was apparently quenched, informing the widow of John Bell that she would return in seven years. And in 1828, as promised, the Bell witch came back, but much less hostile this time. In her earlier visit, the witch showed some signs of precognition, and while speaking with John Bell Jr. during her return, discussed not only the history of mankind, but even predicted the American Civil War. It then promised another return 107 years later to the closest living descendant of John Bell, but she never seemed to manifest again. Though, tours of the farm and the Bell Witch Cave, which also once belonged to the family, claim that she may never have left. Ladies and gentlemen, this picture, truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. We urgently recommend that if you are such a person or the parent of a young or impressionable child now in attendance, that you and the child leave the auditorium. Thrice the brinded cat hath mewed. Thrice and once the hedge pig whined. Harpier cries, tis time, tis time. Round about the cauldron go, in the poisoned entrails throw. Toad that under cold stone, days and nights has thirty-one. Sweltered venom sleeping got, boil thou first in the charmed pot. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Filet of a fenny snake. In the cauldron boil and bake. Eye of newt and toe of frog. Wool of bat and tongue of dog. Adder's fork and blind worm's sting. Lizard's leg and owlet's wing. For a charm of powerful trouble. Like a hell broth boil and bubble. Double, double toil and trouble. Fire burn in cauldron bubble. Scale of dragon, tooth of wolf. Witch's mummy, maw and gulf. Of the raven, salt sea shark. Root of hemlock digged in the dark. Liver of blaspheming Jew. Gall of coat and slips of you, silvered in the moon's eclipse, nose of Turk and Tartar's lips, finger of birth-strangled babe, ditch delivered by a drab, 
make the gruel thick and slab. And there to a tiger's children, for the ingredients of our cauldron. Cool it with baboon's blood, then the charm is firm and good. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Dressed as one. They dressed me up like this. <laughs> and this isn't my nose, it's a false one. Will? Well, we did do the nose. The nose? And the hat. But she's a witch. <laughs> did you dress her up like this? makes you think she is a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt. I got better. I took a black cat, a caveman, and threw them in a pot, 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 pot. I took a blue snake, a green snake, and tied them in a knot, 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 knot. I took a hawk chalk, a dog's ball, and hung them on the line, 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 line. I took a horse hair, a green pear, and made a crazy sign, 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 sign. I'm casting my spell on you. I'm casting my spell on you. I'm casting my spell on you. You'll never, never be untrue. I took a goat's tooth, an old shoe, and put them in the ground, 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 ground. An old dish, a dry fish, and made a crazy sound, 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 sound. I took a goose egg, a frog leg, and hit them in a sack, 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 sack. I got a Hindu to tattoo, a genie on my back, 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 back. I'm casting my spell on you. I'm casting my spell on you. I'm casting my spell on you. You'll never, never be untrue. Hey.